0: Hello and welcome to episode 119 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. You want to have a lasting
1: impact with your audience. You want to be memorable. And branding is a simple way to do that. It doesn't have to be complicated. You can take any... 20 seconds of this video, and
0: it's going to be branded for Bradley Teachers. Hello, my name's Ian Anderson Gray, and in this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Show, we're talking about the five top ways you can brand your live shows with graphics. And I've got a very special guest with us today, so I can't wait. So we'll be with you just after this.
1: Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray helping you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of confident live video. Optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera. Get confident with the
0: tech and gear and get confident with the content Content and marketing.
1: Together!
0: We We can can go live! Well, hello. Welcome to episode 119 of the Confident Live Marketing Show. This is the show that helps you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. Well, I'm excited today because we're going to be talking about... Branding and graphics. In fact, five top ways you can brand your live shows with graphics. And this has been something that I've been working on over the last few years. I've been looking at how I can brand my shows, how I can make them stand out. So, you know, we've got little little uh, graphics on the screen overlays and, and things like that, which I'll be showing you. But it's not really going to be from me today because I've got an amazing guest, got Bradley coming on the show from Bradley Teachers, who's going to teach us more about these ways that we can brand our live show. So I'm very excited about that. If you're watching live or watching the replay, do let us know if you've got any questions or any comments. It's always lovely to hear from you. This live show goes live every Tuesday and Thursday, of course, except for next week. I'm actually having a week off next week, but normally it's every Tuesday and Thursday. We broadcast to a plethora of different destinations And if you're listening to the podcast, it's out every Friday. Just go to iag.me forward slash podcast. The show notes for this episode when the podcast comes out will be at iag.me forward slash 119. And just one more thing. If you're watching the replay, or listening to the podcast, and you feel like you're missing out on all the fun. Well, you're you're not. You're not. But if you do want to join in the live audience, then you can register to uh, to be notified for for new episodes. Just go to confident.live forward slash subscribe. That's confident.live forward slash subscribe. So before I bring, bring in Bradley, I want to introduce my, my sponsor for today, which is Restream. It's the complete multi-streaming suite for entrepreneurs. I use it for pretty much all of my live shows. And we've got a, a great deal for you. You get a whole month free. So here's a little bit more about Restream. The Confident Live Marketing Podcast is proudly sponsored by Restream. Restream is the complete multi-streaming suite for entrepreneurs. It's the easiest way to broadcast live to over 30 destinations at the same time, including Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitch, and so much more. Restream Studio makes it so simple to stream directly from your browser. Bring in guests and add your branding, videos, and graphics, and view and highlight comments from your destinations, all at the click of a button. Take Restream for a test drive and get your first month
1: completely free at iag.me forward slash restream you're listening to the confident live marketing podcast
0: well do check out restream thank you so much restream for sponsoring this show so if you're watching live i'd love to know from you what how your branding is going what are you doing to level things up in terms of the look and feel the branding of your live show do you think it's important do you think it's not either way i'd love to know from you but it's time to bring in bradley vinson so excited about this he has been in the design world since the early 90s but only recently he combined his love for teaching with his design and multimedia production skills to create Bradley teaches. He helps content creators move from playful to professional by showing them how to make and use graphics and animations to brand their videos using Apple Keynote, Canva, and other web-based software. Welcome to the show, Bradley. Hey, it's hey. Thank you for having me here. I'm excited, excited to be here. Uh, it's great to have you. Thank you so much, Bradley. We, we've rolled out the red carpet. We've got the crowds here cheering <laughs> you on. Um, it's, awesome. it's great. Great to have you here. So I'd love to know. In your bio, there we we had learned a little bit more about you. You know that you you started in the design world really in the nineties. But I'd love to know more about this, your story. How did you get into what you're doing now? It just seems that everywhere I go are uh, in. The Ecamm community, Restream, uh, live videos, YouTube, your your face is popping up everywhere. <laughs> and, it's, and it's really amazing content. Yeah. And you, you've got this real, this amazing skill of teaching and making things that are perhaps difficult to understand in our heads, but you make them really easy. So I'd love to know, let us know a bit more about how you got into it all. Wow. I mean, the whole Bradley Teachers thing
1: wasn't really even a thing until last June, it hadn't even been a year yet basically this was a kind of a COVID thing that happened, right? COVID sent us all home, brought me home from my remote office. And I was just kind of hanging out in the live streaming communities and people had questions about graphics. I think one day someone said, Hey, I was trying to do this lower third with keynote and I can't figure it out. And I I was in the group and I said, keynote, why is anybody using keynote for graphics? I hadn't used keynote in over 10 years probably. So, um, I jumped in the keynote, dabbled with it a little bit and figured out the issue that that person was having and did a little video for them. And then somebody else asked. I did another little video for them. And I just kind of got entrenched into the live streaming community and started making videos to help people. And then one day someone said, hey, I like how you teach me how to do these things. Is there a way for me to buy it from you? I'm like, you want to buy this stuff? And so I started making digital products. And then I'm like, you know what? This may be something, you know, because at its core, yes, I'm a graphic designer, but I believe I truly believe what my wife told me when I was always kind of frustrated trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my talents and things. She just said, you're a servant and you just happen to be serving people with graphics. Lean into it. And I'm like, yes, I feel at home doing that. And so I'm just serving people by teaching them how to use graphics. And I went on and bought the domain name Bradley teaches last June and started up a YouTube channel late June last year, and the rest has been history. It's been growing essentially because the community has been telling me what they want, and I just uh, figured out new ways to serve them and create cool new graphics, and uh, it's it's been been a thrill. I tell people all the time, it's like I've lassoed a rocket, so it's uh, really been a
0: fun ride so far, and uh, we're having a good time with it. That's awesome. You, you're a very wise man, Bradley, because you listen to your wife. So that's always Indeed. always a good thing. And you've got a very wise wife who's, who t- told you that about, like, you're a servant. I, I think that's one of the, the things that so many people, so many businesses forget. You know, we are serving a community and we're here. This is not actually about us it's about us wanting to help you watching or listening we're wanting to to help you on your journey and that's why we're here and i I want to pick you up on one thing because i really empathize with this you know that you kind of didn't really expect this to be like a money-making thing you know you, you were kind of surprised at that and like when, I've, when I first started blogging, when I had IAG.me back in 2011, I had no thoughts about monetizing. It was just a bit of fun. Right. And it sounds like you started with fun, something you were interested in, and then you kind of realized, oh, maybe there's something in this. Is that kind of the right kind of way it, it, with you, the way it started?
1: Yeah. And, and even at a more simple level, hmm. I think people told me what I was doing had value. And, you know, that the kind of servant mentality. Sometimes we're even martyrs, right? We just kind of give it all no matter what. But my community was telling me, no, what you're doing has value and we want to compensate you for it. We want to buy something for you. You know, We want to pour into this and support it financially. And so the community really pushed me to become a business because they saw value in it. To me, I was just making videos to help people out, right? I had spare time. I'm sitting at the house with all these extra hours because of COVID that I'm not on the road, driving back and forth to the office and things like that. And I saw a need, I saw a problem and I, I wanted to solve it, help people solve it. And, uh, they found value in it. So, yeah. And so it was really that I, I never saw this as a business, but it is legitimately a full fledged business now, which is fun because I'm able to be creative and do things
0: and have fun and make videos for people. And yeah, so it's, it's been fun. That's awesome. I love that. I love that the way you you, you kind of transitioned and, and you must have like an amazing community because I feel that I didn't really have that. You know, it it took me years and years and years. I was like really I felt like I was apologetic for then for charging or, or I mean people yeah, it just took it took me a while. But I think if you're creating something that's valuable, then the, you know, monetary compensation is, is a, is a good thing, you know, and it allows you, it gives you that more freedom to create more stuff. And actually it brings, I don't know whether you agree with this, Bradley, but actually I think it can bring your audience, your customers joy in, in supporting you, giving you money for, for in compensation for all the time and the effort that you put into it. It's a bit of a strange way of looking at it, but I think that's true. Actually that that's what happened early on before I even became a business.
1: People were DMing me and texting me saying, where's your PayPal link? Uh, You need to get Vimeo. You need to get what is the other thing? Uh, Cash app. You need to get these things. I'm like, I don't need that. They're like, no, you need to get that. And so I put the cash app link on one of my videos early on. And people were like tipping me $50 or $100 for a tutorial I just did for the group. And I'm like, they just wanted to pour into what I was doing. And then it helped me lean into it more because now I have some more freedom to put that time into it, right. And do different things. And I honestly think what happens because, because people have been asking me to actually speak on a whole different topic other than this, because of how I built this business. And it's something that I call influence before income. I was, In the groups serving, that's all I really wanted to do was serve. And it actually garnered influence and trust within the group. And then the income was almost a demand from them because I never had that on my mind. And so it's always influence before income. And I think uh, the route that this has taken me has been uh, very positive for me and for my community, for both of us to grow and be enhanced and things like that. So it's it's really been a blessing for that.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I love to hear that story. I know that's not why you're you're here. This is not the kind of main topic of today, but I think yeah. all of you said that is so, so valuable. I and mean, we we could have almost like a whole show on on that topic i can right, see right. we've we've got katie simpson is here saying good afternoon chaps although I, I, it's good hello, to be good hello. to be good morning for you bradley but good afternoon in the uk Yeah, still before noon right now yeah <laughs> it's still not even lunchtime yet for me so exactly and carl carl so i asked the question about branding carl says i think branding is very important in making people aware of your individual site and making it memorable i like the word memorable i think that's important and katie says you are both great teachers both of you are understanding and patient i think yes patience and uh, understanding you. is great uh, my amazing assistant tonya is here <laughs> i thought you'd like this Tonya. i love that your wife is a wise woman yes um, and ha- she is. i call her my better two-thirds <laughs> so i like amazing. that yeah happy wife happy life is my other motto so why, why do you feel that branding is so important and when it comes to live shows i, I see I, I hear this a lot like i was speaking with somebody who. Broadcasts using Instagram Live. And, and they they get a little bit stressed with the idea of using a tool like Restream or Ecamm or going live from your computer. They like the simplicity of an Instagram live. And I, I totally get that. But what do you think you get if you do add like branding like we've got on on the on the video at the moment? If you listen to the podcast, you can't see this, but I've got my logo there. I've got Bradley's name and my name on there. And there's some there is some branding there. Why do you think? That is important. Why do you think people should think about doing that for their live shows? Yeah, I
1: mean, I take my cues from television. When we're watching television, no matter what station we watch, cable news, TV shows, movies, at some point during that broadcast, they're going to show you who that content belongs to, right? You're going to see a little NBC logo or a little HBO logo or some kind of little animated peacock, you know, for NBC. So at some point in that video, you're going to see their brand just to show ownership. Right. So at any point I tell people this, if at any point of your live stream, someone takes out a three minute segment or a two minute segment, would they know who that content belongs to? Hmm. And if they, if they don't, that means you're not branding properly. Branding is just very important because of the, the atmosphere that we in, your content can go global. And what if that audience doesn't know you by name or know your face? That's potential people that you could be serving that don't know you, right? And they may only know the people that shared your content. And So at that level, it's very important. But then you want to have a lasting impact with your audience. You want to be like the uh, other gentleman said, you want to be memorable, And branding is a simple way to do that. It doesn't have to be complicated uh, because right now, you know, I don't have any graphics on my screen because I'm a guest on your show right now, but my shirt has my logo. I have my logo behind me on the wall back here, right? So you can take any 20 seconds of this video and it's going to be branded for Bradley teachers, right? And then graphics just help with that. So there's all kinds of ways to brand, but graphics, are probably the easiest way to do that
0: mm, that's that's so important and I, and I think like so many people don't watch videos with the sound up to begin with you know and maybe they're just scrolling through the feed and they happen to see your video, your live show, they maybe they may see that you're actually live, or they might see your you, the replay of that. They may not be in the position to watch that at this moment in time, so they just skip they they skim down, but they see you, and if if your branding is there, if it's really memorable. Then the next time you go live, they think, "Ah, oh, okay, I wanted to watch that," and they might actually watch it. So, I, I think right. I think you're right. There's, we're not going to be talking about this, but I also want to say it's not just graphics. You can there are other ways to brand. I did a show all about audio branding. So for. If you're turning this into a podcast, you can brand it from an audio point of view. But in today's show, we're going to be talking about uh, graphics and, and that kind of stuff. Tanya is saying that's gold, totally. <laughs> and uh, Katie loves the logo. I don't know uh, which logo that is. Is it my logo? Probably. Well, actually, yeah, Bradley, you haven't showed us your, your graphics yet. And I can't wait for you to show them that. So I mentioned that person who was on Instagram and they, they felt a little bit... I don't know f- afraid or fearful of some of the technology like like you know ecam or, or 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 restream or some of the software that we might be talking about today. First of all, if you are thinking that then don't worry because we're going to keep things really simple and Bradley is an amazing teacher so you do not need to be scared. But I do want to ask two questions Bradley. First of all, if we're looking at doing this Do we need to use a specific type of live streaming software that's out there? We've talked about pretty much all of them on the show. Some are very easy to use. Some are more difficult to use. So from your point of view, do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, well, I'm a Mac guy. And I tell other people, if you're using a Mac, I lean into Ecamm. I love ECAM. I'm using it now through its virtual camera uh setup. If you're not on a Mac, you're on a PC. Sorry to hear that. Just kidding. <laughs> but if you if you're on a PC, there are several other applications that I like that are cross-platform. I have used Restream. I really like Restream. Be Live, StreamYard, OBS for the more technically minded. So there's a lot of things out there, but you want to find your comfort level for what you want to do visually. So if all you want is a camera on screen and a couple of static graphics, be live, restream, they're awesome for that. If you wanna use animated GIFs, that may shorten your range of software you wanna use, right? You wanna use transparent background video, that may shorten your range of software you wanna use. So you wanna kinda of look at what is my end goal as far as graphics and visuals and then find the application that's suitable for that. But all of them can use static graphics, which means not animated. So all of them can use that. So And you can you can really brand your videos very well with just static graphics. You don't even need things moving all over the screen. It's nice to do that, but you don't have to have that for branding. So yeah, kind of find your comfort level within the software. A lot of the software packages have free 10 days, free month, free whatever, download all of them and just dabble with them and see how quickly you can get up and running because you don't want any of the software packages to prevent you from creating content. The main goal is to get some content out into the world. So don't pick any software that's gonna really bog you down and scare you. You wanna get some software that you feel comfortable with. So spend a little time with it and kind of work it that way.
0: Yeah, really, really important stuff. So obviously, it depends whether you're a Mac user, PC user. We, we, you know, we love both, both on the show. And you kind of need to work out what kind of level are you happy with. You know, there are those web-based tools that you mentioned. Restream Studio is one of them, and. With those, you can't use any kind of fancy animated graphic I think well on restream studio, right. they do have animated backgrounds, but at the moment you're you can't upload you can't actually upload your own, although hopefully that that will be something in the future but right. uh, yeah, just and and of course, you don't have to stay with it you know as you as you get more confident, you can. Maybe uh, then switch to something else in the future, and of course I, I use Ecamm like you, and I use it with Restream, so I, it allows me to broadcast to all these different destinations at the same time. Yeah, that's so, how I use it. Yeah. yeah. So so okay, so that's the that's the software now, and and we need to make that choice maybe. How important are animated graphics, or are we just looking at static? So that's maybe one thing. The, the other question is, like, what graphic software do we need to use? So, do we need to learn the inner workings of Photoshop, or dare I say it, Adobe After Effects? <laughs> we need, we need kind of like a, yeah, yeah. we need that kind of sound, You know, those, those kind of software, or can we use tools like you know Canva or Easel? Tell us a bit more about that and what you tend to use. Yeah. And also, again, because I'm on a Mac, I lean heavily
1: into Apple Keynote. Yes, Keynote, the presentation software. I use that for a lot of my graphics and animations, but I also use Canva. I do tutorials on Canva. I've done tutorials on Easel. And there's like a whole realm of that kind of software package, right? You have uh Trello and things like that. And if there's other software packages that you like that are out there, let those brands know that you want Bradley teachers to show you how to use it. Maybe I can do it. But anyway, yeah. But you don't want to use things like, you don't have to use things like After Effects and things like that, right? You can get pro level graphics with Keynote, PowerPoint, Google Slides, Canva. All of these things are accessible to us. And most of them are free and you can use those to make really nice graphics. Everything you're going to see that I'm going to show you here as a few samples were either made in Keynote or Canva. I did not use Photoshop. Well, for my logo, my logo is out of Photoshop. Right. But uh, the the end graphics were made in Keynote. But um, yeah, but I've been a graphic designer for nearly 30 years and I've used all the high end stuff. Right. But I tell people. I have 30 years of experience, so you don't have to. And so I want to teach people how to use free, easy to use, low learning curve applications to create some professional looking graphics. So, yeah, there's a whole plethora of things out there. And even if you don't want to use Photoshop, but want Photoshop like attributes to your software, there's an application called PhotoP, P-H-O-T-O-P-E-A dot that's out there now. And it's a free version of Photoshop, essentially. So I teach people how to use that as part of their Canva workflow to make graphics. So there's all kinds of things out there and all kinds of ways to make professional looking graphics that you don't need expensive software to do it.
0: Oh, I love that. Some free software. We all, we all like that. And you use my favorite word, plethora. Kudos for that. I, I don't know why it's my favorite one, but uh, so okay. You mentioned like Canva and easel. Totally get that. But some people watching and listening will be thinking, Keynote isn't that like PowerPoint? Isn't that like for slides and presentations? Why would you use that for graphics? That seems sounds really weird. So explain why.
1: Number one, probably because it's free.
0: <laughs> but but
1: also because it's extremely easy to use, and it has. A single feature that a lot of the other applications don't have that make video graphics easy to create. And essentially what that is, is the capability to subtract a shape from a shape to make a frame overlay. None of the other software packages have that natively built in. PhotoP does because it's more like Photoshop. But none of the other applications out there have that built in as an option where I can make a rectangle. That's the widescreen size of my video. Make another shape inside of it that I want to cut the hole out of to show my video through and just go subtract shapes. Just that easy in Keynote. So that was the first thing that really attracted me to it. The second thing is I can make transparent background animations in Keynote, natively export them from Keynote, and they automatically have transparent backgrounds to show my video through it. And it's a free application. And once I found those things, I just wanted to dig deeper and deeper and deeper and show people how to use it more and more. I mean, it, it is a very powerful tool for making video graphics with, and it's a hidden gem that
0: most people didn't even know existed. That's fascinating. I'm really interested to know this because I'll have to be honest with you, the number of times I've opened Keynote on my computers, probably I can count on One or two hands, because my background—I actually was a a PC user. You know, used Windows for. This is when Bradley leaves the room (laughs) for (laughs) for twenty years, and I bought my first Mac in twenty sixteen, and so I I always used PowerPoint, but. It's you're right it's free software if you have a Mac and by the way you know we, we are this if you are a PC user do not worry we will be talking about how you can create those graphics as well obviously there will be different different ways of doing it but you mentioned to me uh, while we were planning this show that you you could share with us today five <laughs> types of graphics or five top ways and I've watched a lot of shows out there we we, we use these phrases like lower thirds and I, I've completely forgotten all of the names of them. There's all these different, <laughs> there's all these different um, phrases that we use for for graphics, and and so it'd be great if you could maybe go through some of those with us, and and maybe you can even demonstrate it. Obviously, remember of our our. our podcast listeners, well, we can describe that to you. Um, but of course, if you are listening to the podcast, you can come and watch the video and uh, there'll be show notes for this episode as well. So out of the five, what would you start with? The most simple and the easiest to do
1: to create immediate impact is what I call a logo bug. And the logo bug is shop talk, so to speak, for the television broadcasting community. That's what you see when you watch HBO, the little white HBO in the corner or the peacock when you're watching NBC. That is a logo bug. And it is the simplest graphic you can use to brand your videos. Much like right now, as you can see your little icon right here with the arrow in it, the play arrow, right? I would call that a logo bug. And so let me show you a couple of mine. Here's one here. And this is it showing up in the usual spot. You may see it on television, right? And so it's just placed on the screen. You can use it with text or without text. Now, the cool thing about it is that it's in the lower third of the screen. A lower third, a lot of people describe that as a graphic, but it's really where something is. So this is in the lower third of the screen. It's out of the action area, which is my eyes and my mouth, right? And so it's always there on this side, (laughs) but it's it's not bugging you, right? It's just there. And so that is probably the easiest graphic you can create to brand yourself as a local bug. Now, a couple of things I want to tell you about the local bug. If you're going to use text, a lot of times people try to use the same text that they might have on their business card or whatever else. You want to use a sans serif font if you're going to use text. And what sans serif means is no feet. I mean, like if you have Times New Roman or Palatino, the little platform under the T and stuff like that, those are feet, so you want to use a font that doesn't have feet on it like Arial, Helvetica, Impact, Futura because at those small sizes it's easier to read on video. It's not like reading reading a uh, text on a page. So take that cue from all your social media websites, right? If you look at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, they all use sans serif fonts because they're all small size usually on your phone and they're easy to read. So take that cue from them. But that's the easiest thing to do. The second tip I want to give you about a logo bug is you always want to do your logo bug in the two most contrasting colors available. You want to do a black version of your logo bug and you want to do a white version of your logo bug. Just in case you can't control your environment You have those two high contrast colors to place it where you need to based on how your background looks and then do a version that's in your brand colors, but never more than three colors. So, yeah, like I said, a logo bug is probably the easiest and possibly the most important branding graphic you can make because you can leave it on screen the whole time you're on video
0: and get easily branded. That's really helpful. So the the logo bug would it? So you you would recommend keeping it there f- through the majority of your show, and where should it be? Because a lot of the software out there, for example, uh, Restream Studio, won't it won't actually give give you the ability to put it anywhere other than the top right hand corner. So I know you put it on the bottom right. Have you got any views on where it should should actually be positioned?
1: Yeah. If anything, you really don't want it to conflict with the visuals that are on the screen, like right now, right? So in the upper corner, it's okay. If you're going to run it upper, make it smaller. If you're going to run it low, you can make it a little bit bigger than normal, right? Because this upper area has prominence and you don't want your logo to compete with your face or compete with your other important content. Now, A way to get around those software packages that automatically place it where they want it instead of where you want it is to make an overlay and then you place your graphic where you want it. Then you save a full screen overlay. Everything else is transparent except for where your logo is, right? And then you can say, hey, I want it down here. I want it over here. And you just make a rectangular graphic That's mostly transparent and you place your logo bug where you want it. So that's a way to get around their default placement of it. Don't use their upload your logo here spot.
0: Do it as an overlay instead. Yeah, that makes sense. Unless, of course, you're happy with it on the top right and, and a lot of people do yeah. do it there, but you've got more flexibility if you do it that way. That's great advice. One, one more thing, because um, if like like today, you and I, I'm
1: your guest on your show, right? And your logo bug is here and it's small, so it's no big deal. But if you and I were on a split screen, I would be
0: like this to your logo bug. Yeah, so the logo bug would right? be covering your face, which wouldn't be good. Right, right. Right. And so when you have control of where
1: you place it, you do a split screen. You can move the logo book to your side and give your guests all of their real estate. Right. So that's just a good way to be friendly to your guests, too. And So, yeah, you really want to kind of you want to have command over where your graphics go, because a lot of these software packages, they're trying to help you by making some things standard. But I choose to be custom when I can and kind of Ignore where they say you must have something.
0: Yeah, definitely. No, that's great. So number one is the logo bug. I love that name. I think who said they loved it? Yeah, Carl said love the name logo bug. I have to say, I haven't heard of that before. Is this a name that you've made, Bradley, or is it? No, no, is is, is it? uh, it's an industry standard name okay. just for TV production. Yeah. Well, there you go. You learn something. From what I recall,
1: maybe maybe I did. I don't know. If I, oh, who knows? No, no, no. <laughs>
0: you're, you're probably right. Yeah, I thought I found it somewhere by that name. I, mean, oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. And uh, yeah, it, it, Carl was a little bit uh, concerned about Keynote, saying my skill level is zero. Probably really knows, shows how to make great stuff. But my brain falls out <laughs> when I turn on my computer. But Tanya is uh, being encouraging. And I agree with this, Tanya. Just open it and play around to start it. It's a really versatile tool so that's what you do that's what you do and you don't panic but i totally get it i mean i've i've been i'm like that with after effects i open it and i want to scream um so i do get it (laughs) and dave brown is here great to see you dave hope you're doing well also if you have a light version of your logo in white it helps to design it with a drop shadow to contrast it away from what shows behind it just saying that's a great tip as well because i think it kind of yeah, we with our church uh, we I help with the streaming and they they've got a black and white one. And what I noticed was that cuz the camera moves so sometimes the white one works and then and then the, the the scene changes we have to turn change it to black and actually maybe it would be good if we had one maybe a black logo but with a little white overlay uh, no, like outline remember. or yeah. something or shadow I don't know. Yeah.
1: I try not to use shadows in a general sense. I'd rather use a stroke around it yeah, because sometimes the fake shadows are very evident. You know, so you have to kind of watch that. And that's uh, now shadows definitely work because I've used shadows and other stuff. But I always kind of watch how I use shadows because sometimes the translucency of that shadow may look may not look what you think it's going to look like. And so nice, solid, bold colors not a lot of gradients and stuff like that. Not a lot of colors because you want it to be a mark. And like I told, you know, 30 years of graphic design experience, if something doesn't work in black and white, adding color is not going to help it. <laughs> so you want to have a strong mark. Mm. And so
0: start with that and then kind of, you know, add to that. That's really helpful. Well, thank you, Bradley. So that's number one, the logo bug.
1: You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast.
0: What is going to be number two in our graphics? Yeah, so number
1: two is, like I said before, the name is a misnomer, but it's a lower third. And what a lower third is are any graphics that show up in the lower third of your screen, because if you kind of chop up your screen into thirds, top, middle, bottom, left, center, right, you get nine little squares, right? That lower third area is that supporting area for your content, and it's used a lot for different types of graphics. So let me look here. I think I have some here. I have a lower third with my name. This is a very basic lower third. This is one way you can do it with your name and a title. You can also do a lower third that's a call to action, right? And so you can say, hey, lower thirds are the greatest things in sliced bread. And now you have a a graphic that you show to your audience, like if you agree with that, right? And so it's a call to action for your audience to do something. And then, you know, if if it's things that you don't want to repeat, but you want to remind your audience of, you can say, like, share, comment, and just have those things in the area. They're in the lower third. So they don't compete with the high visibility area, but they're just here to support the content you're speaking of. So that's another great way to brand your videos. And obviously you want to do those um, in your brand colors and things like that. Right. So there's all kinds of ways to do that. And then, you know, if you're feeling fancy, you can always do an animated lower third, right? This was done in keynote. (laughs) So but the, the lower third is the area. It's not necessarily a graphic. It's the area that you place graphics in. So it can be used for all kinds of things. But I use that as a support area for my content. Definitely do those in your branded colors.
0: Love that. And so the, the animated, if you're listening to the podcast, it was your logo kind of like came in and then your name kind of just revealed itself, which was really cool. And it the thing I like about your graphics is they are really... Uh, impactful but they're quite subtle in terms of the animation. You know, I think one of the mistakes I see people make when it comes to animation is they go completely over the top and it it just looks ridiculous. So I think that's important. So lower thirds, you've really got me thinking that, you know, a lot of what I do at the beginning of the show is I've got a lot of housekeeping things. I talk about my, you know, how you can subscribe to the podcast and how you can uh, be notified next time we go live and all these things. And I'm saying the same thing every week and it would be a lot easier right. if i just put that on the screen obviously that doesn't help my podcast listeners but i think actually if you have a lot of information that you need to talk about putting it on the screen makes a lot of sense and i like the way you've done that with those lower thirds graphics so uh, if you're watching or listening let us know what you think of those uh, have you got any ideas on in terms of like what you want to do there with your graphics, you know, with your graphics and would you do lower thirds? What do you think about the lower, the, the, the lower bug? The the logo bug. <laughs> logo the bug. logo bug. Yeah. I will get that right. So that's great. Um, We've got, so we've got the logo bug. We've got lower thirds. So I have, I uh, have used lower thirds before, um, although they're not quite as, lovely as, as what you've done there, but, you know, we've, we've got to start somewhere. What's the third type of graphic? Well, the third type of graphic is probably right up your alley too as far as supporting
1: content. And it is the full screen infographic and or sidebar. And so let me show you my animated sidebar first. So this was done in Keynote, right? And so animated sidebars are great for displaying content that you need that's, you know, it's more complicated content, right? So I'm going to talk about these five things today. Then you can show your sidebar or you can do the static sidebar like this one. Now this was done in Canva. This sidebar was made in Canva, right? So this is a sidebar. And then this is a full screen graphic. And what's great about the full screen graphic It can actually be a script for you, or I can now look away from the screen and read a script without losing contact with my audience. So those are great ways to give them something and then give yourself a breather and be off the screen. But what's the added benefit to these two graphics? It automatically makes your video screen capture ready. So, if somebody's watching my video and I'm gonna talk about these five things, and they'll have some important information that pops up on the screen in a very nice graphic, mm. it's likely that somebody's gonna screen capture this so they don't have to take notes yeah, so now they've screen captured my video, it's branded, and wherever they share this or they have it in their screen capture folder, I am right there, right. So this is one of the ultimate branding options because now they don't have to rewatch your video. They actually screen captured it. Right. And it can make a meme or whatever else. And they're actually promoting your content because you did something that makes your video memorable and valid and worthy of being a screen capture. And so those two things are great ways to just break up the content and Give yourself a breather and your audience a breather to get you off the screen sometime. If you have a big hunk of content that you want to deliver to them, just put the full screen graphic up, read the script, and then come back on
0: screen. That's great. So so if you're listening to the podcast, these were the the first one was, what, what do you call that, a, a sidebar? Graphic. Sidebar. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that that kind of popped in from the right of the screen and just took up a third third of the screen so Bradley was on the left and it had all the information there had a blue background it was great and then the the second one was the full screen one which I think is great if you have a lot of information to share then that's it that's a good one I I often use I I think I've got it for the next episode I suppose which is incorrect because this is actually this one but on this I've got what's happening on today's show or next show that's that's great so that's that's really helpful information so what would you call that the third one we've got the sidebar and the full yeah screen. That's, it's I call it the full screen infographic or sidebar yeah okay so that's great that's that's our third one that's something that i definitely will be using a lot more which brings us on to number four what's our fourth one <laughs> this is a this
1: is a cool one that adds a little pizzazz to your video and i love this it is called a stinger so here's one of my stingers
0: Wow. So can can you maybe maybe describe that for for podcast listeners so they can understand what's happened? And so
1: so basically it was a bar that went across the screen. My logo popped up. My logo mascot popped in, zoomed in, zoomed back out. And then the bars cleared the screen. And so at both ends of it, it was transparent. So my video could be seen through it. Now, some people can use that as a transition or a stinger. So here's the difference between a transition and a stinger. A transition is usually used to switch cameras, switch scenes, things like that. A stinger is kind of just used to change topics. So say, you know, hey, let's talk about sidebars. Sidebars are great, blah, blah, blah. But next, I'm going to talk about stingers. Okay, y'all. So stingers are about blah, blah, blah. Right. And so that's how you would use a stinger graphic where the camera didn't change, but the topic changed. So that's a great tool to use to add a little animation, a little pizzazz to your video. It is really cool as far as just breaking the monotony and adding a little animation. Now there's another version of that. And I'm trying to see if I have it here. I may not have it on my computer right now. Yeah, so I had um, what I call a mid-roll call to action. Yeah, I do. Let me, let me show you this real quick. So it's kind of Stinger-like, but it's this instead. So I'm talking, this pops up, and I'll just talk through it and act like I didn't see it, and it just kind of goes through, right? So it's kind of a mid-roll call to action for my audience to do something. So I don't have to keep saying, hey, follow me, Hey, do this. The animation says it. It's almost like a little mini commercial during your live stream that you don't have to really respond to. Right. Just a little break in the action. You don't have to stop talking while it's going on because there's no sound with it. And so that's a really awesome way to brand your video and add a little something to it. Kind of like when you had your, you know, audio branding you're talking about. Right. That little video animation have people tend to expect that as part of your brand, right? Add a little sound effect to it, things like that. Maybe have uh, your logo spin or do something different so people know, oh, hey, it's a new topic now. or hey, it's time to take a little breather. Don't forget to subscribe. So that's my number four branding graphic that can set your
0: videos
1: far beyond what other videos out there on the web right now.
0: I really love that, and so the the what was amazing about that is that it kind of, not faded in, but it kind of the, there was a transparent background, so it kind of like popped in slowly, and then with uh, so sort of kind of revealed itself, and then it kind of then right. fell away, and I, I think that's really cool, and so. Uh, what software did you use for that? Was that, was that again, Keynote or?
1: Yeah. All the animations mm. you see so far are Keynote. Yeah. The static graphics are
0: Keynote or Canva. Yeah, but this is all free software. That's amazing. So yeah, I, I think and it doesn't have to have sound. So one of the, no. one of the things, so I'll be interested to know what you would call this, this, I don't use this very often. One of the, one of the things that I find actually is that I, I actually forget to, to do the transitions. But I've got a couple of transitions that I've got, which is for, this is an example of one. You're listening to the Confident
1: Live Marketing Podcast.
0: So there you go. That's, so is that a stinger or is that more of a transition? Because the camera didn't change, I would call it a
1: stinger. Ah, okay. If the, if the camera changes, like you're transitioning to another scene. That makes sense. Or moving to another scene versus a stinger is just kind of a, a break in the action, right? Because you you can even use that same graphic and say, and here's what's next, coming up next, you know? And so then it could be an awesome stinger that way with that sound and everything in it.
0: Love that. But it doesn't have to have sound. And I mean, in terms of the sound, is that, uh, this is probably a bit more complicated, but how would you get sound? Because obviously I assume if you export from, I was about to say PowerPoint, Keynote, if you export from that, can you get sound in it or do we have to do some more complicated things? Well, that? Well, Keynote can now export in a format that
1: allows for sound. Now, this is what the application I use, Ecamm, right? Because Ecamm can support HEVC or WebM graphics, right? And both of those can have transparency and sound, but transparent videos cannot have sound in Ecamm. So, If I saved it in a proper format, yes, I can add sound effects to it. That's a new feature of Ecamm with their newest version. Well, a couple of dots ago, right? Hmm. But it was 3.8 version uh, that allowed for HEVC and WebM graphics, which are video animations then they actually allow sound so you can do sound now in ecamm other applications may still not be able to do that as of yet
0: yeah that's that's really helpful i think probably obs might probably does do that i'm not played with it wirecast vmix probably but do play around with these things carl loves the stinger and says a stinger would work well for me i totally agree i think it would look awesome on your show Asks the question, would a Stinger work on StreamYard? So like like a a web-based a web based tool like Restream Studio or StreamYard? I, I assume probably uh, I believe, not. Well,
1: StreamYard will allow you to have animated GIFs, right? So if you exported that animation with transparency as an animated GIF, it should work because I think StreamYard does allow for animated GIF overlays, if I'm not mistaken. So it would work for that. It may not be as smooth because it's not as high resolution. So you might have to think of other ways to do it, but it's probably possible in an application like StreamYard because it can be done with animated GIFs, like I said, but it won't be as smooth, won't be as crisp. The animation won't be as high resolution. Uh, but it's possible uh, with the animated GIF to do that also.
0: That's cool. Well, one of the things that you can do is that I know, Bradley, you do this. You know, if you have software like Ecamm Live or if you're a PC user, OBS Studio, both of those tools have a virtual webcam. So you can set all of this up in Ecamm or in OBS Studio. And then if you want to use to a web-based tool like Restream Studio, StreamYard or whatever, then you can just output Ecamm into those tools and do it that way. That, that would be a, a way. But... Then maybe you don't want to yes. do that, Carl. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I can see time is marching on, and we've we still got one left, I think. Have I have I counted correctly? We, that was yes, number four. Yes, it's we, one
1: left. But but you know, I'm from Louisiana originally, and I always have a little lanyard, so I might show you the extras. But let me do number five because it's, it's five officially. But I
0: have okay. Well, that would be, be good. Just yeah. be, just before you do, yeah. I've got to bring this in from mm-hmm. Carl. He says, Bradley, you need to come to my house and make some stingers for me. You would have to fly <laughs> over, but I'll make you a few cups of tea and. B- b- Biscuits. That's a very British thing. That might British sound cool, thing, but yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Okay,
1: number five. Okay, number five is very simple, and it's almost a throwback to number three. It's another full screen graphic, but I call it the "follow me" graphic, right? And it's your last chance to give the audience something to do at the close of your video, and it's simply something like this: it's a full screen graphic where you let your audience know how they can reach you, right? And so you can have your social media tags here, your web address, you can have your email, different things like that. Now, this can also be animated. I've made animated versions of this also, but this is just an easy end cap even to just give your audience a call to action, something else to do before they leave. Right. So you could put this up when there's 20 seconds left in your video and talk behind it. If you have a little script that you read about, you know, saying goodbye, I'll see you all next week and all that kind of thing. Right. Or there's a repurposing of this same graphic you could use as a YouTube end cap. So instead of having your logo on one side, you have space to add a thumbnail of a video and just say, watch, click here to watch. Click here to subscribe. So that's what that's fifth graphic is. It's really simple. And it's just a last effort call to action for your audience before they leave. And another way to contact you. And also, just like the other graphics, it's a screen capturable image, right? It's like, oh, wait a minute. Here's all his contact information. Here's all their contact information. And they'll screen capture that. It's in your branded colors, has your logo on it. And it's like a little business card. So I strongly suggest that also as one of your branding graphics.
0: I love that it's just the, the whole thing of making it screenshotable is that the right phrase <laughs> you know because yeah. I, I think you Made know a new term. yeah yeah. like I, I mean one of the things I love about the comments feature in all these tools you know actually highlighting comments is that I think I, I know that uh, my audience occasionally do screenshots when they have a comment when they're commented when when I highlight their comments on the show because it, it just it's really cool but if you have some information on there then again that's another time and then when people can screenshot that that's really helpful stuff so that's cool so we've we've got five amazing ways we can do this if you want to know more about how you can create them then do check out bradley's uh youtube channel there's loads of cool stuff we've also there's also something else we're going to be talking about in a ju- in just a little bit but that you they're really flexible you know you could you can do a mixture of these things presumably for example bradley like you you, you had the sidebar graphic you 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 could even make it like half the screen or even 2 thirds of the screen i think i've seen luria use like a 2 thirds thing come in and she's right. like on the left or the right you know there's there's different ways of doing it presumably and you know it's just really yeah. up to your it's creativity slide up from the bottom
1: you can do whatever yeah. you like yeah just yeah
0: slide in from all kinds of sides right <laughs> oh that's cool there's all kind of cool ways to do it that's really that's accurate. with that exploration right exactly just jump in and play with it exactly yeah. and look at look at what other people are doing if you want to get like an idea of some cool stuff do check out Bradley's YouTube channel I can see this This with so just we might want to get a tiny little bit technical just towards the end don't worry about this but I, I just think it's, if you are more technical and you want to know about this I think this would be useful uh, Dave is saying OBS will let you do properly form Matted MOV videos with audio included, if you like. And I think this is to do with like in Apple, it's called ProRes. You can it's tap- Apple ProRes yeah. four four four
1: four. It's it's a format, but it's still saved as .MOV. Yeah, yeah. So I- it's, it's a it's a. So, formatting of how you save it.
0: Yeah, so I've, I've I've used a tool called screen flow and it allows me to. So I, I can do similar things, and I can try. I can add. Uh, so I can export it with a transparent background and with sound. So actually, the intro and that transition that I was playing was a MAF file with the the ProRes. So like right. ecamm definitely does that, and OBS definitely does that. But I think what you were talking about now. Correct me if I'm wrong. You were, because you're using Keynote. Am I right in thinking? Well, what what was the reason why you couldn't use that and you had to use this other so this other format? Maybe explain the different well, formats. For yeah, us.
1: that was ECAM specific. Mm. So I can export from Keynote with a transparent background and sound. ECAM would not allow us to have MOV files with sound and transparency. That that was the hitch. So I could export them, but Ecam wouldn't accept them. So we'd have to do them if we were doing them as an overlay, we would have the transparency or no sound. If we did them as a straight video, we'd have the audio but no transparency. But the new way that Keynote can export, which is HEVC, Ecamm does accept that as a video format with transparency and sound. That was more of an eCam thing
0: than not being able to do that through Keynote. Makes sense. I think we're, we're guessing there. If you didn't understand any of that, Don't worry, (laughs) but we're getting a little bit technical and Carl is saying definitely need to get me a stream deck now, Ian. Yeah, he, Carl has been wanting a stream deck for a long time. Unfortunately, he didn't win. He won second prize in a big giveaway I I, I was giving and uh, he missed out on that. So uh, what can I say, Carl? Dave says you can do a spinning cube logo instead of a static one in OBS using a MOV video also. Love that effect. That's cool. I will need to, to play around with that. So Bradley, thank you so much. It's been uh, amazing to have you on the show. We, we we could go on a lot longer. We've got so many other things we could talk about. But I know that you've got, I mean, so how can people find out more about you? You've got your YouTube channel. Is uh, Am I right in thinking it's just Bradley Teachers? So if people search for Bradley Teachers? yes,
1: Yeah, Bradley Teachers, yeah. You can search for that by name. Uh, I'm a little bit easier to find now because I'm, I actually have a little following now. I have over... 2,100 followers. Wow. So that's that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um,
0: yeah. And, and then, then you've um, got your website no, go as well, as well as BradleyTeachers.com. Yeah. Is that right? BradleyTeachers.com.
1: Yeah. Really simple for that. On YouTube, you can find my page at Bradley Teachers. I have a group that's called Video Graphics for Live Streamers. And just kind of, you know, you can find me in these different live streaming groups, you know, for Restream, for Be live, for ecam.
0: I'm all over the place, man, just out there you, trying to help where I can. You are. And what, so what's this where I've got on the screen? BradleyTeachers.com forward slash branch. Tell us what uh, joys await us at that link.
1: Yeah. It, this, this is a very simple e-course. It's free. Uh, it'll be delivered to you by email with links to... Unlisted YouTube videos, and it'll basically go through what I went through today. But the bonus is that each of these videos will also show you how to make the graphic that I talk about. So I'm going to talk about logo bugs, I'm going to show you how to make one in Canva. I'm going to talk about a full screen graphic and a sidebar, I'm going to show you how to make those in Canva. So it's kind of a tutorial and a it's the how and the why of these five graphics. And I'll put a little asterisk next to five because if you hang out for a little bit longer and, and uh, watch all the videos, you'll also see a little yap, and that's also considered a little something extra. I'm originally from Louisiana. That's what that means. And so, yeah. So, yeah, it's a five video series with emails dripped out over the course of five or six days. And uh, I talk about branding with graphics, but then I'll show you how to make them.
0: Wow. Well, that is at bradleyteachers.com forward slash brand. That's B R A D L E Y, teachers.com forward slash brand. I, d- I don't think you can spell Bradley another way, but I just thought I'd do that. Well, thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much, Bradley. It's been awesome to have you on the show. I really appreciate your time with us. And uh, well, you'll have to come back at some point and uh, share a little bit more. In turn, in turn. that would be awesome. Well, thank you so much for watching live, watching the replay, or listening to the podcast. I really appreciate that. that. And it would be at this point I would be able to put on my full screen graphic and share all the other stuff that I want to share with you such as if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet you can go to iag.me forward slash podcast but uh, just to remind you if you're watching uh, the show with no shows next week I'm, I'm, I'm apart from the restream show that I do I'm having a bit of a break but the podcast will be out as usual on the Friday but I'll leave you with this just to encourage you to level up your impact authority and